But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. This is toward the very end of the Gospel of John, and John has now written 20 chapters about the life of Jesus. He says that the whole point of his Gospel is that you may believe in Jesus and have life in his name. But there's a very different thing. I think when we think of faith, we can err in a couple of ways. Because John is very concerned that we have faith after hearing the gospel. The first way in which we can err is just simply believing that faith is believing that God exists. That's a very fundamentally different claim from believing in God. If I say that I believe that Father simply exists, that takes almost no effort at all. You know, I just have to look at it. See, look, Father simply exists. But if I say I believe in Father Sibley, then that means that I believe in some sort of ability, something that he claims that he can do. And I believe in him for that. I believe in that. And so that's the question we have to ask. What is this belief in that Jesus is trying to get out of us? What does Jesus want us to believe about himself? What does he want us to believe in? But before approaching that question, I think it's important to note a second way in which a lot of times we err in faith. And it's a way in which I think it's a little bit more nuanced in a way in which educated Catholics tend to err. And it's this. We used to have faith, but now we have understanding. We used to have faith, but now we have understanding. And we get this wrong whenever we hear somebody like St. Anselm say, faith seeks understanding. Faith certainly seeks understanding. But a lot of times we say, see, I've really matured in my faith because, you know, my third grade teacher, Miss Betsy, told me to believe in God and believe that God loved me. But now I really understand, you know, and so I don't really need faith anymore. Now I have understanding. And that's kind of wrong. And more particularly, what I'm talking about is this idea that we can look at the coherency of the truths of the faith. Like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, that church teaching is just really kind of just made for my own human flourishing. And that God loves me, but that's so that I can have kind of a sense of security about myself, so that I can love others. That we kind of only have faith until we kind of get the vision of what the church teaches. And then we just kind of have this understanding. And to that, there's something very sinister and very wrong. But I'd like to talk about this, put some more flesh on it, in the eyes of the disciples. Because faith always has to meet reality. For the disciples in the gospel today, it doesn't. The disciples certainly know Jesus and they know a lot about him. right? They go three years in a creative kind of seminary as far as following Jesus for three years. And they see him cast demons out of people. They see him rise Lazarus from the, raise Lazarus from the dead. They see him heal people. They see him teach. They see him multiply the bread and the fish. They see him do all these things. They've, ex- they've seen his power. They are very well acquainted with, they know what God can do, at least in theory, because they know they've done it. They, they know they've seen they've done it. But consider, how many times in the Gospels do you actually see Jesus forgive the disciples up until this point. How many times in the Gospels do you see Jesus do it? You see Jesus rebuke the disciples, but we never see Jesus actually forgiving them up until this point when he says, peace be with you. 
And I think a lot of times we kind of live our faith similar to the disciples in that we get it. We get what Jesus can do. We've seen him do these things. We've read the Gospels. We've been to Mass our whole lives. We get that God loves and that he loves everyone. But faith only matters, this faith in, whenever it meets our own personal sinfulness. And this is what I mean. Because on the first day of the week, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were, they were there for fear of the Jews. Jesus had come and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. That after seeing all that Jesus did, and that he died on the cross, now they just kind of remain in their shame. They've seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead and do all these powerful things, but now it's like, okay, I guess we're just going to be in fear of the Jews. They feel like their particular circumstance cannot be redeemed. They're going to lock themselves out away from God. They've seen how God, how Jesus has done all these different things um, throughout Galilee and Jerusalem, but whenever it comes to their sufferings, my suffering is unique. You know, my sins are unique. God can't really redeem this one. And to that, Jesus goes through the doors, obviously the physical doors, but also the doors of their hearts, and says, peace be with you. And what does he do? He shows them his side and his hands. He shows them his wounds. He doesn't point back to their own shame. And this is where I think we get wrong-headed is that we consider our own, our own wounds far more than the Lord's wound. And we lose the real meaning of faith, which is thinking with the mind of Christ himself, that I think with Christ, because I believe in Christ, because I believe that Christ is the way and the truth of the life, and that I don't have to be right about myself because Christ is, because Christ knows me deeply. For that reason, I have faith that I rely upon him. And so faith really, the rubber meets the road, not just whenever we say, like, I know that Jesus loves me. I know that Jesus can save. It's whenever we are like the disciples, when we are in our shame, in our brokenness, and then juxtapose, put side by side my brokenness with God's power. If I put aside aside my brokenness with God's power, then only then do we actually have faith. We actually say, no, no, Jesus can save me. Jesus can actually do something with this. And that's a prayer, and that's something that we have to consider personally by ourselves with no one else present. It's just asking that question. Jesus, can you make me right now on this day are you able to work with this and make me a saint? That's the kind of faith that John is asking us to have. And that's the kind of belief that through this faith that we may have life in his name. There's no other way. Jesus is not asking us to subscribe to some theory that the church teaches. He's not asking us to just simply agree with somebody else in the church about him. He's asking that we can believe in his redemptive power. We say that we believe in Jesus. What does he ask us to believe in? That he can actually save. That he can actually transform. That he can actually make me and you saints. That's the kind of belief that gives us true life in his name.
And so at this time, uh, we are going to invite two new members into the church professing belief. And professing belief take on the nature, of the, the be partakers of the divine nature. And so share in that life that we share in as baptized Catholics as well.